0: Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler,
1: and I'm not how the Force works.
0: I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we are taking a look at The Force Awakens. I guess is this, was this one built as Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, or just The Force Awakens? Did Disney change the, the format?
1: I think it's just Star Wars, The Force Awakens, but, okay. but they... It is episode 7. I'm not sure.
0: Okay. That's That's not how The Force Awakens works.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I'll go ahead and just get right into it. Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams from 2015, has a 92% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89% audience score. Tyler... What's your best thing and your worst thing about Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens? Um,
0: no, I think my best thing is in general all the new characters. Um, this is probably my best place to start i feel like Ray Finn and Podameron are all very it, if nothing else because they're acted by by very very um proficient i guess actors like they're 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 very solid and i think I don't know if any of them are like amazing performances yet, but I think we're going to get some really incredible moments from them over if the next two movies are are go the way they should um I'm really excited about all of them I think the movie handles them pretty well um we're gonna have to get into all of the the stupid Mary Sue arguments and the stupid oh this thing is the exact or this is the exact same movie as a new Hope. It's just a new a new it's a remake. Fan service. Eh. We'll get into that. I'm not saying
1: it's perfect, um, but I think that's where. Wait, I, what? I, I, it's I thought this movie was the Second Coming of Christ. You're telling me this isn't is a plus? A+++. Plus, plus, plus. I really don't like people that, that hate this movie. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect either, because, of course, I just made that joke. But j- just to be like, no, the prequels are better. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> it,
0: I'm making some noise. Hello continue. there. Everything is fine. Um, continue talking. <laughs>
1: are, are you okay there, buddy? No. Okay. I'll, I'll keep talking. I find it amazing that... I, I guess the argument is just... Well, George Lucas didn't really have a hand in this one, so... Since since the evil Disney corporate empire has control of Star Wars, now it's just going to be terrible till the end of time? Yeah. But... Those prequels are terrible. Moving on. What's your worst thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of want to say... I don't know. I want to say the humor. There's some humor in here that,
1: especially after going back and looking at the originals, mm. um, are you talking specifically just about like the the types of jokes that Finn eat. tell, or not not necessarily jokes, but just like his one liners, his little quippy dialogue? I no, I know that I know you've mentioned that before, and and you can talk about. We can get yeah. into that
0: as well. But um, I don't know. There there's some stuff in here. I don't know, it's not, it's really not a big deal. Like, it's not something that I'm like, oh, I, I'm not being one of those people who goes on the internet and freaks about the MCU movie saying, oh, they're just full of quips and they don't have anything else
1: going for it. Can, can, can I just say, in case the audio for this one's kind of weird for anybody, Tyler's laptop sounds like it's about to explode. So everything's oh, fine. Oh, good. Is it getting worse? <laughs> yeah. I can't hear it through my headphones. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine.
0: Um, but like. All of—I I don't think it's bad necessarily. I think some of it is out of place in the sense that, looking back at what at the originals and how well the humor just kind, of, how organic the humor was, how that just kind of like rolled off. Um, I remember watching this and thinking it was hilarious. Like there there are a couple of jokes that really landed. Like the the that's not how how the force works,
1: and uh, anything with BB-8 pretty much lands. Yeah, um, which I was worried about.
0: And it's still relatively funny watching it now, but it feels a little bit like they're trying to make it... to give it that sort of sense of pervading humor that that happens throughout the originals. Um, yeah. And there are moments that work because it just feels natural and moments that work because it doesn't necessarily. And I, I, I think there's some moments in there that... We can talk about that in specific moments and everything, but I think overall that might be you know, my biggest problem is there's a little bit of tonal stuff and i think a lot of it just comes from here's all the bullets we need to hit for a star wars movie and i'm not saying that in a cynical way i'm not saying it that in like an oh disney's just trying to milk the money it's like jj abrams wants to make a great star wars movie because it's all, what he's always wanted to do and he's got this idea of what a star wars movie needs to be and so that's what he did with it
1: yeah um c- can you c- i can we you um can you give me a like a specific example of joke that you're thinking of?
0: Right now, the the, the first thing, well, for one,
1: because um, for me it's really just a couple of moments where Finn acts like he's a millennial and he just says weird things that don't sound very Star Warsy.
0: Yeah, um, and I just think there's a couple more like that. Like there's there's a few things he says. Um, I feel like the C three PO thing is weird,
1: which with the which, red which, arm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's ah, kind strange.
0: Know. I don't know what exactly that that kind of I I was thrown off by in the original or in, not the original the first time I saw it and then watching it again I'm like I really don't know what they're going for with that um, I don't know there's like an example of something I do like is is there's the the conversation Finn and Poe have when they're in the TIE fighter and he's they're just like trying to escape and they're yep. having this conversation and then they're, they're, he's like oh nice to meet you Finn and He's like nice to meet you too Poe like that that's a great little like interaction and it's 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 not a, it's not necessarily a joke but it's just a fun <clears throat> a funny little thing that feels very much like a star wars moment where
1: yeah it's these i great got characters. him yeah great kid don't get cocky yeah yeah exactly it's like um that. except i don't know right before that when they're like shooting at the turrets or whatever finn goes did you see that did you see that Yep. Yeah. that like, there's several moments like that that i found very out of place in star
0: wars I think most of what I'm thinking of is Finn because he is kind of the comic relief in a sense. Yeah. Poe feels very lived in for in the Star Wars universe, if that makes sense. He feels yeah. very naturally like a Star Wars character.
1: He's um, just like, I I've been here and done that, I'm I'm good.
0: But but like, yeah, and and the way he talks works very well for the Star Wars universe. Um Finn is a little more I think it, it a lot of it does stem from him. There might be a little bit with Ray too. I can't remember any examples off the top of my head, but it, if it is, it's
1: it's when she's interacting with Finn, like when they're on the yeah. Millennium Falcon and she's pointing at the thing for him to grab, and she's like, "No, no, go where I'm pointing. That, where I'm pointing." Yeah, that's
0: actually the first time I think watching this movie that I noticed
1: it. Watching this time around, because I was like,
0: you know, I remember thinking that was hilarious in yeah. the, when I first watched it, and now that I like kind of know the joke, I'm like, okay.
1: I don't like the bit where he goes, you got a boyfriend, cute boyfriend?
0: Yeah. It's it's um, little
1: things like that, and it's specifically Finn's character. I don't know if that was um, John Boyega improving or if that's actually in the mm-hmm. script. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um,
0: I don't know. And I do... That's not to say I don't like his character, I I think I really like what they're oh, doing with it's him. it's a very and,
1: interesting and, idea. Yeah.
0: There's just, there There are some little things where I think they were pushing it too far, and I have a feeling we're not going to see as much of that with uh, Rian Johnson directing. Ryan, oh, no. Rian. Um, Ryan. But, but uh, yeah, it's spelled weird, okay? Um <laughs> I have a feeling we're not going to see much of that in the next one. I have a feeling that was a little more of a J.J. Abrams touch, maybe pushing John Biega to be like, oh, yeah, you know, do some more improv, be, be a little funny or whatever.
1: Uh, like, like the bit when they're um they capture Captain Phasma and he's like, "I'm in charge now, Phasma. I'm yeah. in charge." And yeah. Han goes, "Hey, hey, chill out a little bit." That almost feels like they're breaking character and Harrison Ford's telling John Boyega yeah. to to tone it down a little bit. That's that's what it feels kind of like. It's yeah. almost like a meta bit. Yeah.
0: So that that might be my worst thing overall. I think I think that's the thing that most bothers me about this.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. Can I just go ahead and say, before I get to my worst thing, neither of our worst things are just going to be, hey, it repeats a new hope.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's, we'll get into that. I've got a rant. I'm ready. I have a problem with it, but it's not the the problem that I have with the movie. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So my best thing, um, you totally took my answer, so I'm just going to say the same thing. Particularly the cast. Not necessarily the characters themselves, but the cast okay. is is great. Um, I have little problems with every single new character. Sure. Um, but I, I love this, this cast that they've assembled and I, I'm, the thing I am most excited about with more Star Wars movies is just getting to see this cast do more stuff. Even like Gwendolyn Christie, who is, who's amazing in Game of Thrones, but she gets like nothing to do in this. Mm -hmm. So I hope in like the next movie, she's actually threatening and kind of scary. Mm Mm-hmm here, she's she's pretty much the butt of a joke. Again, what else has Ryan Johnson done aside from him? He did Looper, right? He did Looper, he did a couple of episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, right. He's He did some other movie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but it was a smaller movie, I can't remember. Okay.
0: Um, again, I love that he is the choice for the next movie. Um, obviously this isn't really what we're talking about here, but I think having him direct episode 8 could very much uh, retroactively kind of fix a lot of the problems here and and maybe settle the franchise a bit more where in this movie it feels like they're not quite sure where they're going with some of the stuff Um, there's a lot of open endedness
1: so we'll we'll see how that goes but that's my worst thing (laughs) okay I don't like how much this movie relies on the sequels being good yeah the -hmm. original Star Wars movie was a complete standalone we did not need more sequels it's great that we got them, of course, but we mm-hmm. did not need them. You can watch Star Wars in a vacuum, and it works on its own. Sure. This is not a complete piece. You need mm-hmm. the other ones. It's much like the the little tiny map flash drive thing that they give to BB-8 with part of the map that leads to Luke Skywalker. They need yep. the rest to. They need the rest of it to complete the picture. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I, I think the whole map thing is kind of dumb. But <laughs> just some examples: race, parentage. Yeah unless she's like Obi-Wan's granddaughter I don't see any reveal that's going to be interesting Yeah. so I kind of just wish they kind of took care of that and,
0: and not not to turn this into a speculation video or something like that um, that's that's the interesting thing is that because everyone everyone wants it to be Luke is her father which is a natural reaction but also I think would ultimately be disappointing for a lot of people because it's not very, or it is super expected, and
1: I don't know. Um, this is kind of I the really problem with with how J. J. Abrams does things, because he kind of has the Damon Lindelof thing. Yet he, yeah, where or, or it's it's the the secret box or whatever the the phrases where mm-hmm. where you got or the mystery box, I guess, where you got this it's mystery, and a lot of times the mystery ends up being more interesting than the reveal itself. Exactly, which is. I, I really just hope that doesn't happen with a lot of the stuff that they leave hanging open here. Um. I
0: think if if it has anything to do with Obi Wan, that's going to be really cool because the timing of it makes it seem like I don't know. Um, I I was trying to pay t- pay more attention and see if they hinted at that any further. It just doesn't. They're they're making Luke so old in this, look so old in this that I have a feeling it's not her or not yeah. him. Yeah, and like. I don't know. We'll
1: see. But but some other examples. So Rey's weird division when she touches Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. That's Which is kind all, of the same same idea. all of, all yeah. of Rey's backstory. Yeah. is it's just a whole bunch of sequel baiting and that kind of bothers me. Yeah. Um like when I was watching it this time the first thing I was thinking of was like this is like the the future scene from Batman versus Superman where it's it's kind yeah. of out, out of place but at least this like a lot of the, the things that happen in that like address what the characters do moving forward yeah yeah whereas like in batman versus Superman, i don't want to harp on it too much but just comparison mm-hmm. um batman doesn't take the lois is in danger you need to you know she's the key to all this mm-hmm. um they ne- they don't address that for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. um but here like when she has that vision and you know uh, I can't. Uh, Maz. Yes. She she's like, oh, you need to take the lightsaber and embrace the force and all that, and she's like, uh, no, and she just runs away. <laughs> it, it, like it feeds into her character, you mm-hmm. know. And and you know we'll find out more about that stuff in future movies, but to a lesser extent, I think that scene is a whole bunch of sequel baiting, and it mm-hmm. kind of bothers me. And I will say, it helps that we do know we're getting the sequels.
0: Yes, uh, well, and that, we know that's... we know specifically when those sequels are coming. Like they are, the next few movies will be coming within the next two to four years, and so and there is an
1: extent. And that's the argument you could make against me saying it's it's not standalone enough because back when the original Star mm-hmm. Wars came out, they didn't know if it was going to be successful or not. They didn't know if they were going to get sequels. Whereas here, it's kind of a done deal, so I shouldn't be harping on it too much when I know there's going to be more story. And Empire Strikes Back is also. It, it, I
0: mean, it does work as its own thing, but you definitely—if they release like *Empire Strikes Back* on its own, you definitely be, have a lot more questions and be a lot
1: more. Yeah.
0: It it relies a lot on the building and the foundation of, of *A New Hope* in order to springboard from that, um, and of course *Return of the Jedi* to not end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's—I it's hard to. It is interesting that. This is the first movie, and I guess Star Wars in general is one of the first movies um, to to start this trend. Um, but this movie feels like the first movie in a while where it is specifically this is the first entry in a multi part series, and it's also a multi part series that because it's Disney, we know, and Star Wars, we know we're going to get more of it. There are yeah. a lot, there there have been all sorts of one offsets like oh, we're gonna start a like I, I think the King Arthur movie from this past year. Um, twenty seventeen, for those of you in the future. I know that bothers you out. Um wanted to the the Guy Ritchie one, uh wanted to have like six sequels it's supposed to be start the start of like some massive like King Arthur epic thing, and that never happened because the movie kinda of bombed. Yep. Um there have been a lot of stuff like that. And there have been some movies that kind of like, for instance, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, where they were like, okay, the first movie was successful, now let's do, like, a two-part thing. Um, yep. That sort of idea, where they'll they'll do that, and then they'll say, okay, now we're going to make it into a, an overarching narrative, because the first one worked, and we can kind of use that, and then we can add some stuff on. Very rarely do movies say, okay, we are planning on this many... Uh, movies in, this, in the series, we have a definite plan for the overarching story, and we're going to lay down the groundwork for that, and then actually, they follow through with it. It's um, even like the MCU, I mean, the movies connect to some extent, but they're also not designed to be like, this is one part in, you know, like, like the the next movie is going to directly feed off of this, and this is, it is one long, sequential, straightforward narrative. Um, And then, of course, they're starting to do that, it seems, with the next two Avengers movies. But it's still very one-offish. And we've got this hero doing this over here and this hero doing this over here. This is the first time I can think of in a long time where they've actually said, okay, we're starting a new franchise. I mean, new series. New series and a franchise. But we're starting a new series. And the first movie is going to tie in to the next few movies. And you're just going to have to deal with that. There's going to be questions that I don't get answered because we're going to treat it like it's just a an overbone mega budget TV show. Um, Which and that's really interesting. I find see. problematic. Sure. Uh, but that's, it's interesting to see the way people react to that. And will be interesting, I think to see how well the second movie does box office wise, that sort of yeah. thing, whether or not this is going to prove to be a viable option. Um, we're kind of. We're, I feel like we're spending a lot of time talking about the next few movies, and I think it's because it, the movie kind of forces us to do that, like we were just saying. But yeah, that's. I find that fascinating that they are actually full speed ahead. We're not going to make this like a. We're not going to go have these and be like, ah, eh, we think we might make this into sequels if it does well. We'll have a cliffhanger or a little after credit scene with Sinestro finding the lantern ring or whatever. No, it's it's straight up, like, nope. If you want to be satisfied by this movie, you're probably going to need to see the next few. So, I don't know. I'm I'm I don't know really how I feel about that. I know you were just saying you don't like it, um, and a big part of that is just because there's such a long wait between movies, movie production. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting way of approaching the medium.
1: Yeah it's it's more just personal taste than anything else I recognize Mm -hmm. that um I prefer my movies to be more standalone even if they're in a series unless it's something like lord of the rings where it's very clear that like three movies one complete story each one's going to come out a year apart from you know the previous one
0: well yeah I guess technically the last franchise to do this successfully was the hobbit and I say successfully with an air
1: of a uh Fiscally speaking, it did well. That's yes. we'll, we'll leave it at that. So, and they all got made. I, yeah. Do we want to go ahead and address the elephant in the room? That is, this movie's a ripoff of Force or uh, New Hope. They're all the same. Sure. We can we can dive into that. I'll, what, what's
0: your take on that first? Because I've got my own. I've got my rant prepared, but you may cover some of it.
1: If the finale wasn't a giant Death Star that needed to be blown up, I would be completely fine with it. With all elements that are. Either repeated or are very similar. That's the big sticking point yep. for me. That that's probably that that pushes it over the edge to being a somewhat of a problem. I agree. I, I I think,
0: but I I will take it even farther and say that I think that's the only part of it that actually. But like it, I don't even think the rest of the movie. I I. Th- I Word this the right way. I tackle that as its own problem. I don't even think that affects the rest of the movie. Like I, I don't think it's a it's a running theme throughout the movie. I think it's specifically that is a problem, and I don't have issues. And I'll get into why. I I've got my whole rant prepared. A, a okay. Well, um, well
1: I, should I go ahead and list off some elements that people complain sure. about then? Sure. Because um, i probably... So, need, yeah, that'll help. So okay. you start off with some secret plans that were stolen from the bad guys that need to be given to the good guys. In this case, it's the final piece to the map that leads to Luke Skywalker, which is dumb, but it's fine. They mm-hmm. give it to a little... A roly droid, and it's in the desert. And it finds a, a, a person who's down on their luck in the desert who soon finds adventure and they meet up with an older person who plays their mentor, who ends up sacrificing themselves later in the movie, and then they blow up a giant Death Star. I'm yep. sure there's... Oh, yeah, and they go to a cantina with a bunch of alien creatures in it about halfway yep. through the movie.
0: Yeah, and there's more. People People have ripped that apart. Um, however, my argument would be that aside from the Death Star thing, and specifically... it. It now really bothers me that they specifically highlight they're like look here's the death star and here's the really big new world engine that's gonna
1: blow everything up I kind of like that <laughs> only <laughs> only because Han's immediate response to that is like we can blow it up there's there's always <laughs> yeah. a way to blow these things yeah. up um and I it's mostly because
0: that that's almost like um what's the the term for it uh lampshading the issue yeah Where, But it's not in the sense of, yeah, we we agree this is kind of silly, let's move on, though. Because the entire finale plays out exactly the same way that it does in both... Well, more so in Return of the Jedi, I guess. Um, But as far as you've got the one force blowing everything up, and then you've got the other force doing their character thing. But still, same idea, oh, they're blowing up the Death Star. They don't really do anything with that. And that's where my problem is, because I think... Look, looking at it like the way you just described it and the way how a lot of people have described it where you just look at the plot points and say look it's similar ignores the fact that they're doing really clever things with the characters and putting them in these similar situations
1: yeah oh like the fact- can I just say can I just say the people who are complaining about that can't then tell me that the prequels are justifiable because of Star Wars ring theory <laughs> and how everything repeats itself. And of course, that is the natural argument you can always throw out where, where George goes is like poetry, at rhymes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. You can always use that as a fallback. Yeah. Um,
0: but, so take, take the, the plans getting found. So, you know, we've got the, the straightforward thing of okay, it's the plans and they... they um, you know they they somehow or another this guy has found them. We di- we aren't told how he's he's gotten them or whatever. And
1: who is Max von Sydow in this movie? Who is he again?
0: That's a problem of oh they're gonna have to explain that hopefully in later movies. But whatever, we'll see. I
1: have a, um, I have a feeling that they might not address that. That that feels like, like one of the things like, that might. Who made the map? Who actually knows where Luke is? Why does R2 just magically wake up at the end and go, hey, I've got the rest of the map?
0: I think R2 will probably be addressed to some extent. I, I have a feeling they might touch on that whenever she first talks to Luke in the next movie. But I yeah, hope I, so. There's a good chance with Max Vonsito, he's just going to be like, yeah, there was a guy, and he got Luke's play. It's fine. Um. Anyway. So you, you've you got the thing of the, the plans. I mean, you to the planet of our protagonist, and they get involved. Um... But then, I should have written this down, because I was trying to think through how this, this lines up with the with A New Hope specifically. Now we've got the Han Solo-type character, and he's going there to get the plans to find Luke Skywalker. So now we we don't just have these plans for the big death weapon. We specifically have plans, and the entire movie is about getting these plans, because that's where Luke Skywalker is. And so all of that, I feel, relates really well because it's such a a play to where it turns it to where it's like, okay, now these plan this this little event that's happening at the beginning of this movie, that's related to all the stuff that happened in the originals, because now Luke's right it or it's it's built on the foundation of the originals, I guess, because now it's Luke. And we've got a fun play where now it's it's the Han Solo character, he's looking for the plans, and he's part of the resistance. And that's sort of his his deal. And of
1: course well, is is Poe kind of a Han Solo I'll, character? I'll get into that.
0: I yeah. feel like he is. But there's there's stuff they do with actual Han Solo that I, I I won't get into as well. I just think that's fun that it's not um Princess Leia, and then they kind and then he gets captured or it's not a Princess Leia stand in, I guess. And then Poe I mean, I feel like he's he's pretty close to Han as far as like the cockiness and the the general personality, I feel like, that's played pretty similarly. Um, Finn's interesting because he's kind of an, an extra character. He, he kind of gets thrown in the works, and he doesn't really have any sort of mapping onto the original characters, I feel like. Um, unless you you have any thoughts on that. But I, I feel like he's a fairly new character, which is why I really like what they do with him. Um, anyway, so... so trying to remember what happens next in the movie because they so he kept ca- they capture poe and we get kind of an inversion of the scene with princess leia getting captured only now they're capturing what i would argue at least is is sort of a han solo stand-in and and of course we bring in finn as, as sort of an extra character and then we play through sort of the same idea of the Luke Skywalker getting the plans and going with Obi-Wan to um, t- try and get the plans back to the Resistance, but now it turns into more of a headlong fight because the Resistance is, or the, the First Order is hot on their tails, and they're, they're right there, and they're trying to avoid them, which I mean, you could argue what that does to the the movie as far as Oh, it's just they're just trying to get in their action scenes and whatever. But I think there's some really good character building in there, and I just like that idea of now we've turned it to where I guess it's a lot more dynamic of a thing. There's it's not nearly as relaxed um, because we kind of know the universe. We're diving right into it. Um, of all of this, I'm I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. Do basic, you
1: mind? If, do you want me to pick it up? Sure, because up. I have an argument for this. Okay. Okay so it repeats some elements from star wars that's never happened before also the last movies that we had were the prequels which i remember pretty terrible and but people will argue the plots were different the plots were different they explored new ground (laughs) yeah that doesn't necessarily make for a good movie just, just think of it from Disney's perspective they're, they're putting out their first Star Wars movie they want to play it safe you know they they want to they want to remind the audience why they love Star Wars what particular yeah. elements so yeah. if it's so if it's repeating some stuff I think that's that's just kind of like they've got training wheels on you know they're mm-hmm. still learning to ride the bike so to speak mm-hmm. you know it's like okay we'll use these familiar elements we'll go ahead and lay down the groundwork and then you know like we said theoretically with the next one you know Ryan Johnson you know really does something with it
0: yeah um i kind of remembered more but I was going forward less with what I was just saying my I guess to to take a different track because I think I'm gonna I'm not gonna remember exactly what I was thinking throughout the movie well enough to actually like lay that out basically my argument for why I don't care about the fact that some imagery is the same is the fact that this entire movie is kind of, or at least a lot of the similar elements, are, again, aside from the Death Star, are really based around Luke, and trying, we're going, We're now moving forward by using a character that we previously had established, and by using a character that was, the character that was central to the original trilogy. Because now we've got Han Solo instead of them, instead of going to the cantina to try and find someone to, ta- to find Han Solo, and he just kind of gets caught up in this mess, and he gets taken off, now Han Solo is going to look to this cantina to try and get into the Resistance because they've got these plans that tell them, tell them where Luke is. And it's it's this great little inversion on the character that kind of shows how far he's come and how much more into this universe he is. It's it's the same thing about him immediately saying, oh yeah, the Force is true, all of it, uh, as opposed to just shooting it down and saying, oh, it's a hokey religion, blasters, yada, 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 in the original trilogy. I feel there's a lot of stuff that happens like that that I really appreciate. Um, a lot of it relating to Han Solo but and the fact that he's... I, I love the fact that he takes the mentor role from Obi-Wan. Um, I think it's great that his child gets caught up in the, in the entire Jedi Force mess. Um, I don't I just feel like there's a lot of great little character things. Same thing with, with Rey and the fact that I don't know, I... It's hard for me to see beyond the Cantina moment where people really get that bogged down in the New Hope comparison because they just, like, these new characters take such different roles and there's little elements of, of maybe the original characters in them as far as, like, getting captured and it's like, oh, well, that's like Leia, she got captured, I guess. But they just take it in such different directions because every scene is a different relationship that and a different interaction that's
1: happening. They might well, look the same well no no it's people looking at the surface level right exactly they're looking, they're looking at the plot points but not the context that connects them all yeah you know because it, yeah. it's like oh han solo the men the older mentor character kills he gets killed by the by the bad guy yeah completely different context in this to what it is in a new hope exactly I, I, and i the, the plot point that that suffers you know the most from from this, is, is the Death Star stuff.
0: Exactly. Because when it comes to the Death Star stuff, it's we've got a giant machine that is the same general function as the original thing, it's just bigger, it doesn't really do anything different. It's it blows big, up
1: multiple planets
0: it, at once. It's bigger and it blows up more stuff. And it's got a longer range, I guess, whatever. And there there's they don't do anything with it. I mean, they blow, they don't dive into the very heart of it I guess but that's see that's something that I would expect the same sort of people who are making these arguments if they were trying to defend it to make it, it's like oh well they don't go down into the very center of it and that makes it different
1: I mean they but, do that in Return of the Jedi not A New Hope
0: yeah that's true but the, but then they don't really do like the, the trench run I guess I'm, there's, I'm thinking, there's a
1: little bit of a trench run yeah
0: yeah I guess I'm thinking more of Return of the Jedi in the sense that they've got the main Jedi protagonist off the side. Whatever. Um, What I'm getting at is the Death Star, they don't change anything. I guess you can argue that, like, oh, that, you know, they use Chewie to, like, he helps destroy the integrity from the inside. Doesn't he blow some stuff up? Yeah. And, like, that helps them get in and whatever. But it's still essentially the same beats... Um, again specifically to Return of the Jedi where you've got they're working on trying to blow it up while they're dealing with some character stuff over here and that really bothers me because it doesn't feel like they're doing anything different I could argue about any of, any of the things you mentioned I could argue well here's some different context that I I personally enjoy and I think it makes it a different movie that one really doesn't it's kind of, it's kind of the same movie in that regard um, so I would say that specifically is a much bigger problem to me than literally anything else in the movie I, as regards to the oh it's a copycat thing i just there's so much different stuff going on and they're using these characters in different ways and then taking the new characters and doing different things with them that i really i really don't like the surface level argument of oh a new hope is the or a force awakens is the same movie as a new hope screw disney
1: That was long. Yeah. All right.
0: That's the that's the thing that gets that's where most arguments end about this movie is. Oh well, it's a, I hate it because it's a copy of New Hope. Even though that's yeah. not a thing that anyone was saying when it first came out. Yeah. And now it's just like oh, like like I don't know. It's so weird to see how immediately loved this movie was, and then how several months later everyone just suddenly was like, oh, this movie's terrible. It's a copy of a New Hope. Like on the internet, of course. Most people I think with rational minds who don't spend as much time as we probably do caring about what people say on the internet, uh probably love it as 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 it deserves. But yeah.
1: Can I just say before we get into the characters and whether or not Ray is a Mary Sue, um sure. this movie really need to flesh out the politics more and yep. i can't believe i'm saying that after <laughs> the prequels um so so the idea is that okay so the empire got destroyed luke was training jedi he failed with kylo ren kylo ren ended up turning into little mini darth hitler uh mm-hmm. so so luke f- feels bad he he goes and he leaves um and then the first order rises so, the First Order's one party, and are they in conflict with the Republic? Because the Republic is secretly funding, even though everybody knows they're actually funding, the Resistance. Sure. I feel like the names for the Resistance in the First Order should be flipped. Where, where all the Stormtroopers and stuff, they're the Resistance, fighting off the New Republic? Yeah. And like Leia's in charge of the first one Almost like a flip-flop thing where where Leia's now in charge of like the yeah. government stuff. That would be nice. I do I do
0: wish they got and I And I maybe wonder... she
1: is. Maybe maybe that's what the idea is. I don't know, know because they don't explain it.
0: I think it's kind of what they're saying. Um I don't know. I, I do wonder if there's a conscious choice after the prequels of just being like, Nope, no politics. Only the most basic necessities to set up the, the, the conflict, and then we're moving on. Which isn't even really the full necessities because it's not fleshed out at all. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the general idea that we're supposed to get is. I guess almost. Uh, this is a, well, this isn't that weird of an example because they have that very Hitlerific speech uh, from Donald, Gries- Donald Gleason. Um, they will
1: bow down to the First Order. Yeah.
0: It it kind <laughs> of seems like we're supposed to get the idea that this is like the Republic is appeasing the the First Order a la the the Allies in the rest of Europe with with Hitler early on, um, and then maybe the Resistance is supposed to be like, oh, they're they're act- actively f- fighting them without like needing without actually being officially denoted by the Republic, but they don't really tell us any of this. And once and
1: again, I th- and once again, for for those, those Star Wars people that are like, uh, like the Uber fans, they're like, I know what it is, you just need to read X, Y, and Z <laughs> novels to understand. I don't care about the books, I'm here for the movies. Yeah. Same same thing I, I said when we were reviewing the prequels for people who are like, oh, you, we can explain away this plot point. I shouldn't have to look at external material. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really expect even even like normal fans, like just casual moviegoers who just go and see these things in the theater and then they're done? Do you really expect them to go read XY and Z novels to understand the the inner workings of the the politics in these movies? Which is, you can almost argue that that's what they're gone for. It's just like, they don't...
0: The, the general audience doesn't really care. They just want the, the bad guys versus the good guys, and we're going to go from there. And... I wish... I, I wish that what I had just explained was a, was something that was, like, expressly said, just that we have something... Because I think that's an interesting setup. it's Okay, so the Republic's in control of most of this stuff, and then the First Order are these people who are trying to kind of be jerks about it, but they don't want to get into a full-fledged war, and so they're funding this this almost terrorist organization rebel organization to go into the first order and mess their crap up and I think that's an, that's an interesting enough idea they just don't and that seems to be more or less what's happening they just don't explain it at all and don't like give us exactly what's happening other than that one line in the intro about the oh they're secretly finding the resistance and that's it
1: yeah so. yeah I agree it's a problem so let's move on to the characters Tyler, are we starting with Ray. Explain why Ray is the worst character ever written by a human being. Sure. She's, <laughs> she, well,
0: first, she's a girl, and she's starring in our Star Wars movie, and, and so she's that's, strong
1: that's, and independent, and she don't
0: need no man. That's so. That's that's not okay. No, that's. I don't think that's what most people are. I don't think that's the the conscious or subconscious motivation behind most people who criticize her. I think no, it's not. Most people who criticize her are looking to hate further on a movie that everyone else liked. Yeah. I, I will say that. I, I will make that argument, even though that's... might be reductive of their opinions, but that's how I feel about it. Um, so the, the deal with her and the, the general argument against her is... oh Proposed well, Proposed by Max Landis. Sure, is, oh, well, look, look, all this good stuff happens to her and she, like, she gets force powers real quick and she's able to do that and, like, that that means she's she's you know she's a mary sue which is a weird term that was created i've looked into the history of this before i can't remember exactly that was created to to refer to characters that like everyone or are just universally loved by everyone in the, the the universe and like they defeat the villain easily and then everyone hates on the villain and loves the character and and so on and so forth i think it was originally maybe devised to talk about like or referring to like fan fiction, where, where it's like there's the, the, um, a female author was like obviously putting in her own self into her stories to be like, look, or to like live vicariously through this character that she was having all these good things happen to. That's not what's happening here. Mary Sue is a terrible term because it's been used, it's become so overblown and, and so like, it I don't know it's the same thing as like plot holes and how plot hole is just something that people have started throwing around willy nilly to re- refer to anything and everything a lot of times because they just weren't paying enough attention to the story um I don't know the with, the, the the problem I have with applying this term to her is that Ray. A is very clearly getting—I mean, just just off the top of my head—very clearly getting beaten by Kylo Ren until she like channels the full, can, like completely calms herself down and channels the force. At which point she begins to beat Kylo Ren, but he's also been shot in the chest by a blaster that was powerful enough to knock a guy off his feet and kill him. Knock and a normal
1: Finn, guy And Finn got him with hit the lightsaber in the shoulder. Yeah, so. I and also, apparently, Kylo Ren has not completed his training. Yeah. So, there's, I, I don't want to just throw excuses for why she should be able to defend herself in that fight, but there are, like, a lot of very extenuating circumstances, right? Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not. I don't think. I think that's are you paying attention to the movie? I don't think that's, yeah. oh, well, you know, if you argue this. Um, my,
1: my my main issue with, with her being a Mary Sue like the only time where I think oh that was convenient is, is when she's flying the Millennium Falcon and yeah. like she does that, that weird flip thing to get Finn into position to shoot the last TIE fighter and then they're talking to each other and she's like yeah I've flown before but never like that that was incredible and they're like congratulating each other yeah and I really wanted both of them to just say at the same time well wasn't that convenient <laughs> Um, but that... I don't want to say that's just action movie fodder and we should just forget about it because mm-hmm. it is a problem. But I think that's the only real moment where it kind of bothered me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, maybe when she does the mind trick on Daniel Craig's Stormtrooper, just because, does she know what, the, what a Jedi mind trick yeah. is?
0: Notice that it's the problem is not, oh, she can do a mind trick. Yeah. Because you can have super powerful characters... That have flaws and run into obstacles.
1: Also, when Kylo Ren's like messing around with her head and stuff, trying to f- find it, the information or whatever mm-hmm. with the rest of the map, she, she could have, um, you know, that that could have unlocked some stuff in her mind for her too. Like yeah. she could have, you know, I, I don't know. That's that's probably not it's not a very especially good excuse. Since, I don't. Yeah, I mean, but when she the, starts to overpower him in in that that little mental battle that they have going on, I think. Yeah. 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 there's stuff there it's fine, and, everybody needs to get a well, life the thing is, they're clearly
0: building her up as okay, she's a super powerful force user and then they're saying, look, look, she's look how powerful they made her, she's a Mary Sue she still struggles with all sorts of random crap her best friend-ish I mean, guy that she just met, but still like, like a, someone she grows really close with really quickly like gets horribly injured at the end of the movie, and she's like crying over his body Thinking that she's about to die, yeah. Like, there's, there's so. Just because a character is powerful does not mean that every everything that like happens to them is invalid, and that they're they're just some like lazy writing character. There's just well, so much. Okay, she the... goes through it in this movie. I mean, the she big- runs away from the, like you mentioned earlier, she runs away from that hallucination she has after finding a lightsaber and everything, yeah. because she's a flawed character, and she's still yeah. learning to grow.
1: Like, even if she makes it out of, like, physical situations, there's still a lot of stuff, like, mentally going on. Yeah. Like, ter- inner turmoil that she's got going on. Yeah. Um, The biggest thing for me is just, compare these characters to the prequels, Shut up and be happy. Come on. (laughs) I know these characters' motivations. I know who they are. I know why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I could not say the same for the prequels most of the time. No, not at all. Not to say that these characters are, like, super fleshed out or well-written, because, like I said, I have problems with most of them. Except for Kylo Ren, because I think he's kind of perfect. He's Um, awesome. We'll get to him. um, But, yeah, I think everybody just needs to get over it, like it's just a movie and this is me saying that (laughs) I mean
0: I think I can argue without any sort of uh, doubt or hesitation that all these characters after this movie okay there's certainly all these characters after this movie are light years more ahead and more more developed and more fleshed out than any of the characters at the end of Phantom Menace and I think you can make
1: the argument what are you talking about Jar Jar became Bombad General you know And I
0: think, I think you can make the argument that they're, they're more developed than pretty much all the characters throughout the entire prequel trilogy. Because, like, it's, people are going to say, oh, well, what about Anakin? But we just talked about how terrible of a character he is and how he's just kind of, like, somehow is, like, capable of doing these horrific acts, but also, like, whines a lot and, and doesn't seem to, I don't know. They, they, See, if they had made Anakin in the prequels like they made Kylo Ren this, that would be fascinating.
1: If Man, Anakin was Kylo Ren is everything Anakin should have been. In, in For what, what like e- even down to he's a whiny teenager with exactly. parent issues. For like, what this feels they were... like such a response to everybody complaining about him where where the, you know, Lawrence Kass and J.J. J. Abrams are going, "Can we do this correctly?"
0: Yeah, yeah, like, really.
1: Let's make that a challenge. Can we do this correctly? Because I
0: don't like that approach to Anakin in general because of the way people seem to talk about him and because of the way he is as Darth Vader in the originals, but yeah if if he'd been portrayed like this for one if he'd had an actor as as good as um oh what's his name Adam driver yes um if he'd been acted that well and if he'd been so so quickly and thoroughly. Explain to us as far as you know what his issues were and why he was so like caught up in his passions and everything. He would have that would have been amazing for the that would have been totally caught everyone off guard in the prequels and been like, oh man, you know that's this isn't what we expected, but it's really interesting and like it's it's, it explains a lot about where Darth Vader is now. Yeah, he's great. He's so great. I love that that's the tack they took with it, and it wasn't just another oh we're introducing the sixth sith lord in as many movies who is just kind of like oh it's a big powerful dude and he's yeah. menacing and look he's got a cool design like he's he's not even like, like a he's super... got he's
1: got seven robotic arms this time really? and they all really? spin lightsabers really
0: he's not even like a super like attractive dude like there's not they don't really like do anything with him as far as
1: I, I think trying that's, that's, to play hip
0: play up his design and everything.
1: That's a lot of what I like about it. Where most of it is just show because he's trying to come off as I'm I'm real cool yeah. and uh, I'm I'm really evil you know mm-hmm. fear me. Mm-hmm. That's like the helmet's pretty impressive, but but then he takes it off and it's just kind of like this average looking guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like that a kinda lot. Looks, I, I, I I like feel like pothead. It's just. like... <laughs> I feel like that that's one of the really um, great examples of this movie subverting expectations.
0: I agree. For sure.
1: But then we get General Hux doing a Hitler yeah. speech. It's fine. It's fine. That's Everything's weird.
0: fine. <laughs> He's not a major character. I don't care that much. It is Ca- strange.
1: Captain but Phasma is the new it's, Boba Fett. It's Moving very, on.
0: It's very well acted. Like, it's a great moment to yeah. watch just on its own. Like, it's just, like, terrifying. Yeah. But it is very odd.
1: Uh, so with Ray, I guess I already addressed what my big issues were with her, and a lot of it is like like I said before, we just don't have enough information about her backstory, yeah. so that's come kind of problematic. But on just just based on what she does in this movie and just like Daisy Ridley's acting and stuff, I I love that character. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I well
0: again because they make her they 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 do a very good job of making her a character that doesn't know what she's doing she she does she has some lucky moments but she also has a lot of moments where she loses things she gets captured at one point yeah she she, like there's there's a bunch that does happen to her that's
1: can i just say fairly traumatic one of my favorite moments in the movie is after she's um she's been scavenging the star destroyer and she she's like cleaning it or the little parts that she's collected in the the town Mm -hmm. on jakku which is totally not tatooine it's fine sure um You know, she looks across the table, and it's this older woman also doing the exact same thing that she's doing. Yeah. It's it's great visual storytelling. You don't have Mm -hmm. to tell me, oh, Finn, I I once saw this old woman across the table from me, and she was doing the exact same thing I was doing. And I thought to myself, wow, I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. Yep. That's how George Lucas would have written it. Except it wouldn't have been shown. We wouldn't have seen the scene.
0: And it also would have been worse. Like, <laughs> di- dialogue-wise, it just would have been bad.
1: Um, and and I, w- I was haunted notes... by that old woman that shouldn't have been across the table from me. Note, too, that even though we don't get her backstory,
0: we get her full motivation for why she wants to stay on Jakku. It's because yeah. she has serious parental issues, kind of like Kylo Ren, because yep. she was left on a planet and abandoned, and she doesn't know what to do with her life anymore. And so she's like literally just waiting there for her family and she's had this like sort of mentality instilled in her since she was a child and so we get okay that's some really screwed up stuff and that's why she wants to go back to jakku and we that's an element of her character that is important to her and we get that
1: i like that she's super like world weary yeah like she she clearly likes a part of the lived in universe feel that comes from the original star wars movies mm-hmm. but at the same time she's super naive. Because because she's constantly going. I gotta go back. My my family would be there. It's, yeah, yeah, they'll definitely be there. Yeah, it's great. It's it's it's
0: cognitive dissonance. It's it's having a fallible character who is also not one of the characters from Alien Covenant <laughs> to to bring it back around to what we've been talking about recently. Like there's there's definitely a, a, a line to tread where if you want to show that someone's inexperienced and like like. The th- the first thing I think of whenever someone mentions the Mary Sue thing is the way she releases the, the, the wrath tars or whatever on Han Solo's freighter or whatever that is, like, how she's just like, oh, I think it's this thing, and then she pulls it and then, like, totally screws up and gets a bunch of people horribly eaten. Um, which, of course, they don't really
1: like it that much, so it's not that big of a deal, but <laughs>
0: it's can still I like...
1: Say, can I just say, I'm, I'm imagining George Lucas after he's made the prequels and he goes... Look upon my works ye mighty <laughs> in
0: despair <laughs> well, I, I, I think it, I think it'd be pretty good if you uh, looked up, looked upon my works and then like maybe you had a little bit of despair going I think that would be I think I think that's that's really these works are mightier than we've ever had before but uh, <laughs> we can we can we can uh, uh, mitigate the effects.
1: i just say there's also a moment when when finn gets grabbed by one of the raftars and he gets taken um she's able to like close a door and it slices off one of its tentacles Mm -hmm. and like they meet up and he's like wow you say or or, or how do like it got cut off whatever and she goes that was lucky and then they just run off yeah i don't think that's supposed to be a wow that's super convenient i think Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be she doesn't want to have to explain what just happened and how she was able to figure that out it's just she figured it out yeah I don't know. I, I feel like that—that that could be a place where people try to use that as an example of, like, look how convenient it is that she does that. And I don't think it's convenience. I think it's just she—she she was efficient and did what she had to do. It's a very
0: know. different context, but I—the fact that this universe has the force in it—and that means that pretty much anything can happen—and you can just kind of explain it away as, "Oh, it's the force." I think and they, they
1: conveniently g- run into the Millennium Falcon on Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to play that
0: up more, and, and they're going to be like, look, she is, like, the most powerful Force user to show up in blah of All years because she's the son of... I don't know. You mean daughter? Daughter, whatever. <laughs> she's... she's... She's the daughter of Yoda and Obi-Wan. But... I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> I am really curious because they do play... You mentioned that they do play up the pilot thing, and I'm so I'm curious... If they're going to have her be related to Anakin in a way that isn't.
1: If they do a, it's a convergence of the force and she's the next chosen one, I think I'm going to lose my mind. I don't want that. That is terrible.
0: And it doesn't feel like, no, no, no. I'm saying like if there's some other way they play her up as being related. I don't know what they would do. Mostly
1: just, I don't want them to address the chosen one or the prophecy ever again. Yeah. Unless somebody actually explains where this prophecy came from. Yeah. If they're willing to explain the backstory of it, then maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, but as no it real... is,
1: leave it alone.
0: There's no real reason she can't be like the granddaughter of Obi Wan or anything. We don't know what he does in between the prequels and the originals. Yeah, and I think that would be really cool. I'd be totally fine with that. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Um, what were we just talking about before?
1: We were we were addressing oh, this right, right, character.
0: Right. The, the well, the Force in general. Um. Yeah. Right. It's a different context, but I think it's a very similar to trying to figure out how to do a good Superman story. and that it's, it's a character who realistically you can say, oh, they can do pretty much anything. You know, why, why should you care about this? And the reason we care is because just because the character has massive power doesn't mean they know how to wield it. And doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes or deal with losses or anything like that. I and agree. it's also it's also not being done in the same way that Henry Cavill's Superman does which is an approach to that. I I have to give him that. Well, give them. Not Henry
1: Cavill, he's doing fine. Um I'll take you in without breaking you, which is more than you deserve. Yeah. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun. Oh my but, god. Let's anyway. talk about Finn.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I like his character a lot. Um, like like we said before, there's weird moments of almost like I said, almost like millennial type dialogue. Like it doesn't yeah. feel Star Wars. It's
0: just very contemporary. It's very modern. Yes,
1: yes. Um, I, I kind of wish we had a bit more of his backstory because it just seems weird that apparently he was taken from his family like at birth, and then he's trained to be a part of the First Order. Mm-hmm and he, he's been trained by them for like 20 years or whatever and then in his first battle he chickens out and then he's yeah. immediately like I don't want to work for them anymore Yeah, I feel like if he felt that way and he was constantly being like trained and stuff by these people um, he would have tried to get away from them a long time ago and they would have killed him or wiped his mind or something maybe they did oh, oh my <laughs> god Could- could could be
0: I mean it could just be I don't know he is supposed to be fairly young
1: that's I that's mean, also a problem I don't know how old these characters are yeah um like like, it I was like about it. He is. if if him and, and Rey are supposed to be like 16 or seventeen then mm-hmm. that I feel like that that lessens my problems with them a, yeah. a little bit uh, particularly finn um but yeah it just seems super weird that it's this seems that they say it's his first defense mm-hmm. I don't know. and and
0: i mean it could just be that it's the idea i mean i think i don't think it's that ridiculous to be like okay he's just like a typical soldier he got taken in he kind of got indoctrinated and then when he first saw war he was like oh this is this is not this is not what i wanted and like he was just i don't think you have to read too much into it to say oh he was never happy but he never like broke free and then this was the tipping point because he was like oh lord and then he got the chance to, and maybe he never had the chance to escape before, and never really thought about it. And then
1: I don't also they had the bit where he's like, "Yeah, I worked in sanitation on on the uh, Star Killer yeah. base yeah. or whatever." I connected a bit more. Yeah, explain like, yeah, they had me cleaning toilets for fifteen years. I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. Something they put a blaster in my hand and tell me to go kill a bunch of civilians. <laughs> no, yeah. like if, if there was a little bit of dialogue where he's explaining that, then sure. Mm-hmm. But there's. Once again, there's not, and I, I get it where it's like, well, we want to have the dialogue kind of be minimal because the last time we had way too much dialogue, it was terrible. Sure. <laughs> so I, I you want you want to do more show act. than tell, yeah, yes, it's a tough um, balancing act.
0: I it's not it's definitely not something it's definitely not anywhere near my list of biggest problems
1: with the movie. No, I do no, it's not.
0: I do wonder if they'll try and flesh that out at all, or if they're just like, yep yeah, this is
1: this is Finn. We're moving on. Um, I'd be fine with that, but uh, it's yep. a patchy start, but it's yep. good enough. Yeah, I give it a solid C plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: let's talk about other... Poe.
1: Yeah, considering his, he was supposed to die in the TIE fighter crash, but they liked. Oscar Isaac so much That they wrote him in For the rest sure. of the movie Sure Which is why There's the weird bit Where it seems like he's dead And then later he's like Yeah I got thrown From the, the TIE fighter And I woke up at night And everybody was gone It was weird Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least they address it It's kind of and dumb it's, 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 it's dumb But I I understand Yeah,
0: yeah. It is going to be hilarious If they end up doing The exact same thing Where they They keep thinking Oh we're probably Going to kill him off here And then And then Oscar Isaacs really wants them to kill off the character so he can go do other stuff and then they don't. And then he ends up 30 years well, from now he ends up getting killed off by his son well, in the next movie.
1: What's he gonna do? He's gonna go play Apocalypse again? Come on.
0: Yeah.
1: Whoa. <laughs> that was kind of a bad movie, wasn't it? A little, bit, a little bit. It also has a very
0: similar somewhat out of place epic speech about Doing sweeping uh, militaristic reforms,
1: but at least in this, like, I, it makes sense. Like, yeah. like he's he's preaching to his troops. I it's get not it.
0: nearly as out of place in here as it is in Apocalypse. I'm just saying. That's all I got. Hey
1: We're man, gonna... you know, I know you're feeling bad because like you're destroying Auschwitz or whatever, and there's like a huge personal thing. But everything they built will <laughs> fall. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> what a good time!
0: it would have been better if he'd said that to magneto beforehand (laughs) 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 look i get it you're having a moment but but no no no, no. i'm gonna let you finish
1: if he starts saying hux's speech he's like they will bow to the first order (laughs) (laughs) weird semi
0: weird seemingly nazi-esque propaganda
1: banners start falling in the background yeah, you see Psylocke, Angel, and Storm, and they do the weird, almost Hitler salute, <laughs> fist bump thing. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I'm on board. Okay, so, do we want to talk about, like, the lightsaber fights and stuff, and how they're both underused? Well, in a good way. Yeah. And they're under-choreographed, which makes them better. <laughs>
0: yeah. The lightsaber fights are... Easily... Like...
1: <sighs> People...
0: We we just I, I spent, love
1: I love the Rey Kylo Ren fight. We just like, spent, it's, it's so great.
0: Yeah, we just spent three movies talking about or three podcasts talking about how much we hate the lightsaber fights and the prequels, but there are still probably going to be. I mean, we're we're not big enough of a podcast for people to listen to this and then freak out immediately at us for it. But yet, if if anyone is listening from the future, there there are going to be some people who immediately are just like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you you said this." The lightsaber fights in this are easily the best since the, the originals. I, I think it's not even close. Um, there's nothing in the prequels I would rather watch than these, just because the prequels we've been over it, but they're over your choreographed and it's just sort of
1: these these dance. It's a dance thing. Not it's not with, a fight. It's it's entertaining I'm, I'm confu- enough to watch. I'm but, confused on Pete on characters motivations going into the fight, which makes it a lot less interesting while watching hmm. it. Um, whereas with here even if it's not super stylized then they're just swinging at each other violently and there's trees falling down which yeah. by the way thank god for practical sets and practical yeah. effects in this like it's a good balance between that and the actual CGI it really is this movie is gorgeous yeah because
0: it's, it's just it's so... super
1: shiny and sleek
0: yes it's, it's sleek but it's not in a way that doesn't feel like the Star Wars universe because there's also a lot of great oh, mean like
1: on. you mean like the prequels
0: like the prequels yeah there's there's a lot because go- again it's it's that's how you do it is you use the CGI to make things look shiny and nice and and idealized but then you've got all this stuff going on practically and and of course some of it is CGI that they're using to, to do bra- like like I'm just thinking of when Finn gets the the blood smeared on his helmet yeah early on in the movie like it's it's great it's it's a great balance in a way that's that again to, to tie it into some recent stuff we talked about. Alien, Covenant, and Prometheus have never managed to do in trying to replicate the feel of the original Alien trilogy.
1: At or, least those and, use practical sets as well, but that's...
0: I mean, sure, but that, but I'm just saying, like, this movie nails the their attempt at trying to match what the Star Wars universe feels like.
1: It feels like a lived-in universe. Like, yeah. I, I say it's, 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 you know, it's shiny and sleek, mm-hmm. but, it, but it still feels lived-in. Like, it feels dirty. Mm-hmm. It's not super clean and crisp like like the prequels, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's not shot in the green screen (laughs)
1: room. Everything they've built will (laughs) fall! And from the ashes of their practical sets, I'll build a giant green screen! they
0: will bow to the first order all i can think of is is the the pic, there's a picture of of um, ian mcgregor in like a green screen robe sitting and standing in front of a green screen wall and he's just like making a little face like a little a little smirky face like all tucked up in his robe <laughs> <laughs> that's all i can think of right now That's um, beautiful
1: can i talk about the score briefly yeah i'm not sure i like it this time i mean I've, I've, There's just, a difference between liking it and being disappointed Yes, yes You and my, I have discussed this before This doesn't bother you nearly as much as it does to me mm-hmm. um, I think they, they downplay a lot of John Williams' score in this Like, it doesn't really get a whole lot of moments where it really mm-hmm. swells And has a lot of energy to it Like in the other movies, even the prequels um, Like, I didn't really notice it a whole lot There's a couple moments where it's like Oh, the Force theme starts playing Okay yeah. And I was able to pick up on race theme. I, I kind of like that, but I like nothing else. Theme a lot. Nothing race else theme, really stuck out to me.
0: Well, that's what I was about to say. Race theme is the only thing that really sticks out to me from this movie. Um, I, however,
1: I'm am still mildly disappointed by it. I, really, I, I think
0: I actually, it's fine. I like, I like race theme a lot. Um, that I mean, that's just personal preference. As far as the rest of it goes, my my kind. I agree that it's it's very somber and and downplayed, but I. Th- I hope that it's they're going for that in a way that it will eventually they're going to you to have a very bombastic score for like the third movie in this trilogy. If they don't then again kind of like the rest of this movie it kind of depends on how the other two movies go.
1: But I don't I don't get what purpose that serves downplaying Look, it here but then u- upping it up a bit. I'm I'm saying like time. to to build it more as far as
0: thematically build with the rest of the movie where this movie is all about rediscovering the force. And So it's kind of like it's 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 thoughtful and it's it's subdued and they're not sure what's you know going on. Like there's a moment specifically where um Finn I think it's when the f- lightsaber first I guess I guess um Kylo Ren uses one earlier, but when when Luke's lightsaber um is it Luke's or is it Anakin's I can't remember? Both. Okay, is it the same one? Okay, ignore me. Um it's the one
1: that Obi-Wan stole from Anakin while he was burning alive. <laughs> this will make a
0: fine addition to my collection. <laughs> 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 There's... <laughs> um, but the moment when, when Finn op- opens that and it, it lights up, they could have just been like... Like, they could have gone crazy with it. And they do... Kind of do that later in the movie when when I kind of wish they went crazy with Ray it, gets, but I don't want them to go crazy with it. It's very subdued because it's like it's it's in the middle of a fight and it's just like a, a little moment where the the music is like a little tell off where it's like oh yeah, you know th- this is actually something really important. They just don't understand it yet, and Finn doesn't understand how important it is. And I think there's a lot of moments like that that where the score really shines in that regard. Um,
1: to be fair, I I would be like if they said, oh, we've got an idea in the, in the final edit of, of whatever X-Men movie we're working on, we'll just play the X-Men theme in every <laughs> single scene. I wouldn't say no! You know, but, <laughs>
0: um, again, I hope they're just doing that... It feels sort of like, um, Jurassic World versus Jurassic Park, the theme there, except Jurassic World is much more of a self-contained thing, so by the end of it, we've kind of, quote-unquote, earned the big, spectacular Jurassic Park music. Um, and that's what I'm hoping they're going for here is that is that we're going to get more of those themes. We're going to get hopefully some more, some newer themes introduced as well. I think there's a new first order theme, right? But it's kind of just similar to the imperial march. I want to say.
1: I, I'm sure there is. I, okay. I don't. I don't remember um, it.
0: But that's what I'm saying is I I like that it's 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 not immediately. Hey, you remember these themes?
1: We're going to play these themes like they did in the prequels. Um, See, I'd be fine with that mentality if the ending weren't, we're gonna blow up a giant Death Star. Sure, again. Where it's like, if the movie's more subdued and it's a lot more, you know, personal and it's the, the stakes are a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But then at the end, we gotta, jo- we gotta blow up a giant Death Star. It would've been much better if the ending was, hey, we go
0: to the giant Death Star, but we don't blow it up because we have no way of doing that. Or uh, say we... Or, no, 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 yeah. no. no. What, what if, if they failed... Like, what,
1: what if it's, like, the final act, they discover that they're building this Death Star, but they can't do anything about Could it be. yet? I was gonna say... Or maybe I think we just come up with something more creative than, oh, they've got another Death Star. Sure, Just, sure. like, nix that forever.
0: Yeah. I kind of would love if this movie ended with them not blowing up the Death Star. Like, they failed... The, I, we keep calling it the Death Star, because I don't remember what the, the thing is called. Star the killer Star. Base. Yeah, that. Um... I think that would have been amazing, actually. If they had, if if they built it it's like, oh, it's another Star Wars movie. We gotta blow up the big that if they and then they Han Solo dies and they fail to blow it up for yeah. whatever reason, like it just doesn't work and they just barely escape with their lives. That would have been pretty cool. And like can maybe I... like, can I just say no no no, having... no, 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 no. go ahead let, let, me, let me finish this real quick. Sorry, I, I got excited about this. Um, even better, the enti- what if the play is the it's charging the entire time to blow up the Republic planets. Yeah. And then they fail at the end, Han Solo dies, all the planets get blown up and they just barely escape with their lives and Finn's almost dead as well. That might so, be way too dark of an ending, but that would be amazing.
1: It's it's almost like right out of the gate, like doing Empire Strikes Back first. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. And then having a movie directed by Ryan Johnson.
1: I'd be happy with that. Can, that would be we, incredible. Can we get JG on the phone? Can we get a new edit? Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: really. Um, it's not that far off from what we got it's just the
1: ending (laughs) um can we cut that can we can we splice the film we got this I think I might just let us into the editing booth for five hours we got this I think I might need to retroactively change my worst thing to the Death Star thing
0: (laughs) the (laughs) more we're talking about about, the more I'm like yeah Yeah. (laughs) the humor is a thing but it's not that big of a deal
1: yeah
0: anyway sorry continue with your thought that I interrupted
1: I can't remember what I was gonna say I'm sorry um Oh yeah, yeah. One thing I did like about the de- the Star Killer base, whatever, it's a giant Death Star. Um, when when they have the whole thing where it's like, oh, it absorbs suns, like mm-hmm. it absorbs solar energy. That's how it gets its power. So so the whole thing is like, oh, we can't let like w- when it becomes complete darkness, that's when it's fully charged up. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some metaphor, there's some symbolism going on there where it's like, oh, the lights disappearing because because the, the bad guys are about to win. Yeah. And at the end, when they blow it up, it just turns into a giant sun. And, like, um, the scene where Han goes to confront Kylo Ren, like, during that scene, as, like, as he's confronting him, it's it's getting darker and darker. And, like, right before he kills him, it gets completely dark. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... Yeah, it's great. It's, 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 it's kind of subtle.
0: Well, and it's, it's specifically, I mean, it's, it's really well done. It's specifically... Once again, he,
1: visual storytelling.
0: Yeah, it's right at the moment where, um, the like there's a moment where you're wondering if Kyler Ren's gonna step away and like yeah. you know, join Han Solo or whatever, and then the moment like the sun, the light goes out, he seems to like make his decision. Yeah. Which is is pretty great. Um Say what you will about J.J. Abrams, he's a great director, like he knows what he's doing in that regard. I mean his script choices can be iffy, but the man can make a movie. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't say it's necessarily his script choices for the most part.
0: Sure. Well I'm saying like his choice of more maybe who to write his scripts. I'm thinking Star Star Trek, okay? That's what I'm that's what it's coming back to.
1: <laughs> Lindelof Orsi, and Kurtzman. It's amazing that those first two Trek movies aren't worse. Yeah. With yeah. that with that writing crew. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Do we want to go ahead and do grades, or do we have anything else we want to cover? I feel like I'm forgetting something else.
0: That's mildly important. Something you were going to talk about before the score. Or I was
1: going to talk about. I don't know. I brought up the lightsaber fights before the score.
0: Oh, I don't think we ever really finished talking fully about that, did we? Maybe we did. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, Um, this is just the last little thing. I love the the little doohickey that the the guy who calls Finn a traitor uses, like a, I forget exactly what it looks like. It's like a sort of a discount lightsaber. Um, the, where it's it's I basically again because I love when they introduce. Oh look, not everything has to be a lightsaber. <laughs> there can be other little weapons. This is a, a creative universe. There's lots of stuff going on. There can be other things. The original trilogy had lightsabers and blasters because that's just sort of the the, the focus. I don't know. It's whatever. I mean, that's that's fine. That it, it was old. They need they had smaller budgets. and Whatever. I it's, it's, I don't care. Whatever. But at the same time, the original movies were also introducing all these creative shifts that all the pre, all the following movies proceeded to just repeat again and again and again, again. So I just, I just Alfie
1: needs a lightsaber.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Palpy needs a lightsaber.
0: Well again, and, and yeah, Palpatine using force lightning instead of using a lightsaber. That's great. I like when people have their things, and I hope we see more of that in this in this trilogy.
1: Nah, everybody just needs a lightsaber, man. I'm... Could you imagine just all the stormtroopers were just carrying lightsabers? Wouldn't that be terrible? <laughs> that would be terrible. That'd be incredible. That would be the worst thing. What think, if everybody had a Death Star? Yeah, you get a Death Star. You get a Death Star. I think
0: George Lucas needs to release special editions of the prequels where he gives all the droids and stormtroopers lightsabers.
1: I, I wouldn't put it past him. Oh
0: boy! You know, right, can...
1: like the like the little bit where Finn gives BB-8 a thumbs up, and he and you know he has the little lighter mm-hmm. that pops it's out. when if it's a lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, it's a lightsaber. No, it's a it's like a it's like a quadruple bladed lightsaber. <laughs> oh, oh, um Along those lines, actually,
0: this is a better example Than what I just said Uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber It's weird It's wonky, it's got a little hilt thing that Because it's it doesn't seem to be made quite right I love that That's awesome, I want to see more of that I want to see more of them saying, hey We just, those original movies They were just snapshots of, of this, this whole universe And there's so much more going on It's a very creative place, and there's all this Variety in the world, and in terms of ship design and weapon design and characters, I love that. I want more of that, and I think it's great.
1: And he also uses that. No, uh-huh. like when he burns Finn, like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a part of the plot. It's great. What a film! The
0: lightsabers have so much weight to it in this movie, and it's beautiful. But it's guess-
1: still the worst film ever made yep. by a human.
0: If J.J. Andrews is indeed a
1: human. Tyler, what's your grade? <laughs>
0: <sighs> go go over really quick. What, what did I give everything else? I want
1: oh, okay. to... Oh,
0: jeez. I need to judge this in terms of my Star Wars rankings
1: Star, here. Star Wars, you gave an A-. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, you gave an A. Return of the Jedi was a B plus. Then Phantom Menace was an F, and... Uh, two and three were F minuses. Oh right, I did that. Yep. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Should
0: have gone all three. Um, <laughs> I'm, so getting... I'm talking scores, Terf. <laughs> I'm I'm going I'm going B plus. Um, I like it quite a bit. There's a lot that I love. There are some problems in the way it sort of relies on what's going to come next. There are some little character moments and stuff like that. I don't think it's perfect. But I think it's very similar to Return of the Jedi in that there is a lot of really good stuff in there. And some that's not so great, but that's fine.
1: I'm gonna go B. Okay. I think it's better than Return of the Jedi, which I gave a B Mm minus. Um I also I I kinda wanted to go, I'm gonna give it a B plus because I think it's just as good as the Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man. But I'll put it at a B, which is where the Amazing Spider-Man should be. Don't. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine here now. Anyway, so you think it's How just as good as the Amazing Spider-Man? Yes, That's what you're telling me. That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Oh no 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 no. Even better, even better. Here's the real hot take. You think it's just as good as Spider-Man Two?
1: That I gave a B minus. Let's. <laughs> oh my. God. We let's be accurate here, okay, pal? What did you do? Um. I didn't like a movie, so I graded it if, accurately, if, if we, and then we, I liked another movie, and I graded it. A bit. I if, gave that if, one
0: too much credit. If we if we ever uh, get any sort of like major following, they're going to tear you apart daily for that.
1: It's fine. <laughs> Every, everything's fine. Right. Oh, and they won't and they won't tear you apart for an F minus for Revenge of the Sith.
0: Not to that extent. <laughs>
1: right not to, to that Sith. extent, but still. the prequels
0: again, again, again. It's the same thing we actually talk about with the Spider-Man movies and with some of the other movies franchises we've done. Where where they, there's this weird thing of when you get new entries to a franchise, it kind of like weighs things out in a weird fashion. Um, have we done Spider-Man: Homecoming? Did we do that?
1: Nope. Okay. It's it's not out yet, or at least on DVD. Okay.
0: This will be this that'll be the one where we can actually talk about it, but. If we do that, or wait until MC... I don't know. Either way, it's the same thing where where you introduce these new two new Star Wars movies, and they're made by Disney, so there are a bunch of people who are immediately not okay with that. And then they, like, collectively raise up the opinion of the prequels because they have nostalgia for them, even though they're trash.
1: You gave Spider-Man 2 a B, just saying... Yep. No, so I know. you're saying I remember. The, Force, the Force Awakens is better than Spider-Man 2, the yeah. greatest movie ever made.
0: See, you're not wrong, but I wasn't going to point that out. No one <laughs> would have
1: noticed. <laughs> and the lights will flicker on <laughs> and off, and they will bow down to the First Order. <laughs> yep. Alright, we done here? I think so. <laughs> Next
0: week we'll be doing Rogue
1: One. Oh um, you can, no! You can find. I don't op- want to talk about Rogue One. <laughs> I don't want to do. Ah, God! That's let me just go pantomores. ahead and say I, I am. I am a person that is that is very split down the middle on this movie. I don't think it's the worst thing ever, but I don't think it's it's the complete masterpiece that Tyler thinks it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rogue One is
0: fascinating, and we'll talk about this when we get there because all of the like weird sudden backlash against Force Awakens that that cropped up kind of cropped up right around the time rogue one came out probably because people were just thinking oh we i need to tell people my opinion on force awakens now um and like it just turned rogue one i i have heard literally every opinion on rogue one i have heard some people say it's like the, the best movie ever maybe not best movie ever but best star wars movie ever and like just absolutely flip out over it I've heard some people say it's it's utter trash and it's garbage and it's the worst. It's fascinating, and I've heard it, there are a lot of people who are in the middle. Like it's not a, I wouldn't call it a divisive movie. I would call it a. Literally, everybody has a different opinion about it, which is it's really interesting to me. Um, anyway, you can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us through email at Here the Sequels at Gmail dot com. You can find us online at Here the Sequels dot Blogspot dot com, and we
1: are of course on iTunes at Here Come the Sequels. hey. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy us hearing us talk about a movie we actually liked for once? Ah. Give us a positive review on iTunes. Thank you. All right. Come again. Tune in next week.
0: I should come up with
1: more and more awkward ways to, to ask people to give us reviews. <laughs> we I have should try and I should try and make this as uncomfortable as possible. Like and subscribe. I, I should just get Britain to give me like faux scripts that I can read <laughs> just, for, just I- like li- little little bits um, th- for people to give us like five star reviews <laughs> that would oh, be
0: man. great um, yeah I think that's all we got this week stay rogue everybody sorry about that <laughs>